Welcome back to the What's the Breakdown podcast. Join us for today's episode, Tell Your Story. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. This is Ben. Uh, I know it's been a while since we've had one, been a real busy time this summer. Getting started has brought on all kinds of projects and home home repairs and things that you don't normally get to do during the school year. And so it's been kind of hectic and been wanting to get on here and talk with you all. And so today I'm finally getting a chance to do that. Um, you know, as a Christian, one of the most powerful tools we have for evangelism, to share our faith, to talk about God with others, is, is that of our own transformed life, the, the life that God has transformed in us and is continuing to transform and how he's changed us. You know, every follower of Christ, the Bible says, has been made new and is continuing to be made new. In John chapter 3, Jesus tells Nicodemus that you can't even be part of the kingdom of God. You can't see the kingdom of God. You can't enter the kingdom of God unless you have been born again, born of the Spirit. And the Bible tells us that we're constantly being conformed into the image of Christ. That's what God is doing in us through the Holy Spirit and through his word is conforming us into the image of his son. It's this constant change as we grow and mature in our faith. You know, throughout the Bible, we read about encounters with Jesus that, that change people's lives. I mean, dramatically, not just physically, but spiritually, emotionally, right? Think about the woman at the well or the woman that was caught in adultery. Think about Zacchaeus, the tax collector, or the blind man, or the man at the pool of Bethesda. And there's so many more. You know, these individuals certainly, after they encountered Jesus, they went and told people about their encounter with Jesus. And I want to talk about one specifically today to give you some, maybe some tips or some tools on how you can tell your story about what God is doing and has done in your life. And I want to look at the life of Paul real quick. You know, in the book of Acts, chapter 22, verses 3 through 21, I want you to listen to what Paul says when he's standing before these individuals and telling them about his story, okay? He says, Then Paul said, I am a Jew, born in Tarsus of Cilicia, or Cilicia, but brought up in this city. Under Gamaliel, I was thoroughly trained in the law of our fathers and was just as zealous for God as any of you are today. I persecuted the followers of this way to their death, arresting both men and women and throwing them into prison as also the high priest and all the council can testify. I even obtained letters from them to their, uh, to their brothers in Damascus and went there to bring these people as prisoners to Jerusalem to be punished. About noon, as I came near Damascus, suddenly a bright light from heaven flashed around me. I fell to the ground and heard a voice say to me, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord, I asked. I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting, he replied. My companions saw the light, but they did not understand the voice of him who was speaking to me. What shall I do, Lord? I asked. Get up, the Lord said, and go into Damascus. There you'll be told all that you have been assigned to do. My companions led me by the hand to Damascus because the brilliance of the light had blinded me. A man named Ananias came to see me. He was a devout observer of the law and highly respected by all the Jews living there. He stood stood beside me and said, Brother Saul, receive your sight. At that, at that very moment, I was able to see him. Then he said, The God of our fathers has chosen you to know his will and see the righteous one and to hear words from his mouth. You will be his witness to all men of what you have seen and heard. And now, what are you waiting for? Get up, be baptized, and wash your sins away, calling on his name. When I returned to Jerusalem and was praying at the temple, I fell into a trance and saw the Lord speaking. Quick, he said to me, leave Jerusalem immediately because they will not accept your testimony about me. 
Lord, I replied, these men know that I went from one synagogue to another to imprison and beat those who believe in you. And when the blood of your martyr Stephen was shed, I stood there giving my approval and guarding the clothes of those who were killing him. Then the Lord said to me, go, I will send you far away to the Gentiles. So Paul tells us this story. And in this story, we can kind of see just a blueprint of how we should share our faith with others. And I'm going to break this down to you in, in three points today, just something for you to think about and and hopefully apply to your own life and into your own um, walk with Christ and sharing with others. The first thing is this, we have to recognize who we were before we came in contact with Christ, before Jesus called us, before we were made new, who were we before that? And if you look at Paul, Paul says he was a Jew, he was a Roman citizen, he was raised and trained in Jerusalem by Gamaliel, who was a respected teacher of the law. And he persecuted Christians right to their death. Like he was, he was, his job and his focus was to kill Christians. And he thought he was doing this for the glory of God, you know? And so when he does this, what he's doing is he's admitting his sin. He's admitting the mistakes that he was making, even though he thought he was doing right, he recognizes the sin that he was doing. He recognizes he was actually rebelling against God. You know, in, in my own life, you know, I was raised around church. You know, my, my mom and dad took me to church. My grandparents took me to church um, as a kid, uh, um, off and on more regularly as I got older. And uh, I was told, I was told God existed. I was told that Jesus was his son and he died on the cross for our sins. And, and I never questioned that as a kid because I was just told that. You know, and, and in turn, I, I tried to be, you know, quote-unquote good person. And, you know, looking back, I realized that I was not a good person. You know, it, it, only comparatively to some other people. But at the end of the day, I was, I was wicked. I was in rebellion to God. The things that I did before I knew Christ were wicked. And, you know, I knew that, that, that I was the opposite of what I thought I was trying to be. And so things like pride, um, lust pornography, dishonesty, jealousy, selfishness, self-righteousness, and the list goes on and on and on of the sin that was in my own life. And yet I still felt like I was okay, but it's because I didn't, God had not put that mirror up to me to where I saw my sin. So Paul is recognizing who he was before God, before God, God intervened, before he was called by Christ. And it wasn't until he recognizes who Jesus is that he realizes what his sin truly is. And that's what happens with us is that when we recognize and we hear the call of God, we're, we're confronted first and foremost with his sovereignty, with his glory and his holiness. But in turn, we're, we're confronted with our own sinfulness and wickedness. And so then that brings us to the second stage of our testimony is not just who were you before Jesus? You know, what were you doing? How were you acting? Were you mean? Were you, um, were you, dishonest? Were you addicted? Like what, where, what were you? How were you? Who were you before Christ? The second step is this. What happened with Jesus? What happened when he called you? See, in Paul's story, he tells you he was on his way to continue in his sin, to continue to persecute the people of God, and he was blinded. You know, that makes you think, blinded by the light. Like he was blinded and calls out and realizes that he's talking to the Lord. And God calls him, and he begins to follow after Jesus, right? 
And we know that Paul had been religious, right? He was spiritual. He was religious. He thought he was worshiping God, but he actually wasn't submitting to God. You know, and, and I wanna I wanna challenge you with this today as we talk about your testimonies that oftentimes we look at these testimonies in the Bible and they're so powerful and they're so miraculous and they're so transformative and it's like this huge change. But I don't want you to get caught up in whether or not you had some sort of miraculous experience when you came to know Christ. Because here's the deal when we hear the call of God, when you hear the gospel, our job is to simply respond and believe. And follow. See, there's there's an example in Acts chapter eight, where the Ethiopian eunuch is returning from Jerusalem. He had been there to worship, and uh, and Philip explains the gospel to him in his chariot through the book of Isaiah. And when the Ethiopian eunuch understands what the Bible says, what the scriptures say about Jesus, he immediately looks out and he says, "There's water. What's keeping me from being baptized?" See, once he understood the gospel and the gift of God and, and the call of Jesus to follow him, he obeyed and began to follow after Christ. It was really that simple. It wasn't some, I mean, some of the events that led up to that, yes, were miraculous because Philip was led by the Spirit to be there. But as far as the, the man goes, all he heard was the gospel explained to him. The truth was presented to him, and God opened his eyes, and he responded in faith. So in your own life, in your own testimony, how did God call you? You know, it... It may have been something as simple as I was sitting in church one day and, the, and the, the pastor preached the gospel and I heard the gospel and realized I needed Christ in my life and I responded to him in faith. It may have been in some sort of worship gathering like that. Or maybe it was due to some sort of life event, the birth of your children or, um, you know, um, I don't know, some sort of success that you never saw coming or, or, or something like that. Or maybe it was a tragedy. Maybe you lost someone in your life and it, and it brought you to an awareness of your own mortality and your need to find God and to seek God and to recognize your own sin and, and, and come before him. Maybe it was someone else's testimony that they shared and they met you where you were and, and, and God used them to lead you to, to the cross. Maybe it was some sort of miraculous rescue. You avoided certain tragedy because God intervened. Or maybe simply you were reading the Bible and through reading the scriptures that are sharper than any double-edged sword, the truth was revealed to you, and you responded in faith to the gospel. Whatever it was, you need to let people know, here's what happened when I came to know Jesus. Here's what he did in my life. Okay. And then the third and final step is this. You, you recognize who you were before Christ. You recognize what happened when Christ came into my life. And then the third thing is this. Tell people about the fruit. Because when the seed of Christ is planted in you, it begins to grow. And the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So God is going to begin to produce fruit in you, guys. And the Bible tells us that a good tree bears good fruit. And so one of the greatest testimonies you can have is a life that is changed, a life that is transformed. See, because when we repent, we begin to serve, we begin to agree with God, serve God, we agree with his plan, we agree with his word, we agree with how he views sin, and more. We don't just believe in God, we believe God. So when, when you become a follower of Jesus, the sin you once loved, if you're repenting of that sin, it's not just you saying, I'm not going to do it. It's you agreeing with God that that sin is wicked, and it's not good for me, and it doesn't glorify him, 
and you and you you allow your mind to be transformed because we are to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, and that's what's changing us, right? So think about Paul's example. Paul went on his way to kill Christians, and when he met Christ, he went from being a sinner rebelling against God to being a follower of Jesus, washed clean of his sins through the blood of Christ, and he begins to make Christians. So he went from killing Christians to making Christians. That's as opposite as you can get, you know? And eventually, think about this. He was on his way to kill these Christians. That was his intent, was to, to persecute them. And eventually, he dies as a Christian. He, he's martyred as a Christian. The very thing he was doing to Christians, he willingly accepted upon himself. To live as Christ, to die is gain, he said. And so, what's your story today? What is your story when coming to Christ? And it doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be something that's long and drawn out to tell somebody. It can be something very simple, and I'll just give you mine. You know, like I said earlier, I I grew up around church. We went to church off and on as 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 kids, and I remember watching my dad get baptized when I was when I was really little. Um, But we went to church off and on. But it was as I got a little bit older. I don't know, maybe nine. We began to go to church more regularly. So a lot of it was after my little brother was born. But we began to go to church more regularly and, and get involved in the youth group. And I remember my older brother got baptized, and and then I got baptized. And you know, I, there was never a time that I didn't believe, so to speak, that Jesus was God's son and that God was real. But it, it's not something I owned. It wasn't something that that I lived out or that was transforming my life. And so anyway, I began to I, I would go to to different events, and I would be part of FCA, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, in middle school and high school, and I had Christian bumper stickers and uh, Christian T-shirts and bracelets and listened to Christian music. And, and all that was because I, I recognized the value of Christ in the sense that this is how I should live my life. But I wasn't transformed by it. I was not committed to him. I was not serving him. And um, I struggled with pornography. I struggled with lust. I struggled with um, image. I struggled with purpose. I struggled with worth. As, as, a, as a young man, and I remember I was 19 years old in college, and during spring break, and I was laying in my bed one night, and I was so sick and tired of doing the same sins over and over with and struggling with the same things over and over with, and I just prayed out to God. I said, God, you know, why do I keep doing this stuff? Why, why do I keep, I've, I've repented, or, or I've, I've, I've rededicated, quote unquote, my life to you so many times, and I've come to the altar, and I've prayed, and yet I'm still doing these things, and why, is I, why am I still doing this? And it was like a still, just like God spoke to my spirit, just real simple, and this was not easy to hear, but he said, Ben, you can't rededicate something to me you've never dedicated in the first place. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. And and to to be someone who felt like they were following Jesus but really wasn't because I didn't know what that meant. I, I believed that he existed, but I didn't believe him. I didn't trust him as my Lord. And it was that night at 19 years old that, that I truly said, okay, I'll follow you. Whatever it is you want me to do, I'll follow you. And, man, things changed. And they weren't, they weren't immediate. And, you know, I, I do do know that. Shortly after after that commitment, that that night, that I started to recognize I had choice when it came to my sin. I was no longer a slave to that sin. I could choose to reject it, to turn away from it, 
And, and so the battle began between the flesh and the spirit that Paul talks about in Romans. And so what are the, what's the fruit from that? The fruit from that is that God, God has called me to places I never would have imagined for myself. Um, I never would have seen myself being a teacher. I, I actually tried to avoid it with everything I could, and yet I just finished my 18th year as a high school teacher. And I never wanted to be in ministry. After Once I started teaching, I didn't want to be in ministry at all. And um, you know, before I taught, I wanted to be to work for the FCA, for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. But once I started teaching, I got into this mindset of being complacent. And I, I remember telling my wife when we first moved down here that, you know, Sunday mornings is enough. We don't need to go to any other church. You know, we don't need to go to Sunday nights. We don't need to go Wednesday nights. Like, Sunday morning's enough. We've done our deal. We don't need to do anything else. And then shortly after that, God called me into youth ministry. And um, that's a whole other story in itself. But he, he pretty much literally shoved me into it. And I was a youth pastor, youth pastor for 10 years. And that was one of the most eye-opening and just joyful and difficult and biggest blessings that I could have ever imagined was being a youth pastor. And, and the, this, this, the journeys that, and the, the relationships that were formed through that will stick with me forever. And getting to see God move in crazy, crazy ways that I would have never thought possible was, was an awesome blessing. But through that, it brought me into um, through a series of events so at the time that were very unfortunate, very painful. He brought us into the church that we're at now. And as a youth pastor, brought in as a youth pastor and worship leader, and through another series of events, uh, this is now going on year seven, I believe, as the senior pastor of this church. And, and you know, so God has called me into all these things. But as far as my previous life compared to now, the struggles that I had, the addictions that I had, the shortcomings that I had, I've not struggled with those in going on 20 years because God has set me free from those things. And that's not to say that I've got it all figured out. I, I still struggle with other things. I struggle with pride. I struggle with um, taming my tongue. I struggle with taking control of my thoughts, you know, um, being obedient, being forthright. You know, like there's there's certain things that we still are constantly daily dying to ourselves and picking up our cross so that we can follow after him. But at the end of the day, I know that the only thing good in me is Jesus because my flesh still shows its head from time to time, and I recognize that that's who I am without Christ. And so when I get to talk to people about Jesus and I get to tell them about what he's done in my life, I can honestly tell them that I am different, not because of anything I've done, but because of what he's doing in me. So reading his word, spending time in prayer, spending time with other believers. I can't stress how important that is. God is using all those things and more to shape us into who he has called us to be. And it is a constant journey until we die. You know, Paul says, I've run the race. I've fought the good fight. I've kept the faith. That's our goal is to keep running, keep fighting, hold on to that faith until he calls us home. And in the meantime, we tell people about what he's done, who he is, and what he's doing, and what he's brought us from. And when we tell our story, Jesus should be the main focus, that he died for us. He resurrected for us so that we could have hope and eternal life through him. Make sure when you tell your story, and please, please tell your story. The world needs to know your story. Make sure that Jesus is the main focus, not us, right? 
because he is the one we follow. He is the one we point people to. He is the one that we're using all of these things to point people towards. Guys, I hope this has been a blessing to you today. I encourage you, tell your story to someone because they need to hear it. I hope you have a blessed day, guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on What's the Breakdown Podcast. We'll see you next time.